0: We do these things not because they should be done, but because they can be done. I did it because you can, (laughs) actually. Yo, what is up, ZB Nation? It's your boy, Josh Wolf coming at you live from Sweden. And I'm here with... Patrick and Cornelius. Guten Tag, meine Herren.
1: Hi, Josh. thanks Hi for uh you.
0: Thanks for being here in Sweden with me. Happy to be here. Yeah, and uh, you guys created a Node-RED client for ZB. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Node-RED home automation. It's the future, IoT. Am I right? Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And you guys are both into, like, home automation and stuff?
1: A little bit, yeah. We're both f- fans of Node-RED. Um, which is just this um, amazing, very simple um, platform for building home automation flows. Um, It's pretty popular among the uh, do-it-yourself kind of people Mm. um, as it allows you to very easily um, model some flows by visually connecting some nodes on the canvas. Awesome. Yeah,
0: Flow-based programming. Yeah, I was at Camp.js a couple of weeks ago and people were big on it there. Oh, ah, really? Okay. Yeah, running JavaScript on little microcontroller devices and using Node-RED. But I mean, if you're going to get serious about it, you've got to take it to massive scale, right? Kubernetes in the cloud plus IoT with ZB.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, the nodes we wrote are also connectable to komunda Cloud because it's ready for this already. <laughs> but we are not, not actually there yet, so we're going to look for support more um, stuff from the ZB node client.
0: Yeah, and I was like uh, looking at it and thinking... It's one of those things where it's not we we do these things not because they should be done, but because they can be done.
2: Yeah, that was <laughs> the initial idea. I did it because you can
1: <laughs> actually. Yeah, it's amazing when you think about it. What kind of use cases this allows basically to bring to bridge um, the gap between workflow automation at scale, for instance, using Camunda Cloud and uh, IoT or home automation use cases, right? If you use Node-RED and those nodes that Paddy wrote, um, it's very easy to bring those two worlds together. And then if you have interesting use cases, I don't know if you can, you can have a uh, sensor in your, um, in your brick-and-mortar shop. Every time the door opens, it triggers a, a workflow instance in, in ZB, in Kamunda Cloud, right? And you can take it from there. It's pretty powerful if you think about it.
0: Yeah, and both you guys, you, we all work at Camunda, right? So maybe you could just um, introduce yourself and say you know, what you do at Camunda so people can have a sense of who you are.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, my name is Cornelius, and I'm a director of engineering at Camunda. Um I'm uh, working with the Camunda Cloud team uh, on the prototype that we just launched uh, last week. And um, Patty is... <laughs>
0: How long have you been at Comonda Cornelius? Well, I started 2018.
2: Okay. Paddy is here way
1: you longer know, than, four, than me.
2: Four and a half years now, actually. Um, I saw different teams. I started in the BPM and I.O. team, mm. then worked a bit in Kowimo, and now I'm a front-end developer in the um, Operate team.
0: Okay, so you're working with the visualization layer for ZB. That's right, yeah. Cool. And did you start as Director of Engineering Cornelius?
1: I started as engineering manager for the Koemo team, okay, and then um, as we grew, there was the need for uh, more structure, and um, I was asked to step up.
0: Awesome, Koemo mm-hmm. is the Kamunda COW- web modeler, right?
1: That is the origin of that name, yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, I wondered where that came from. I was like, Kawima, what a weird name, but it kind of <laughs> makes sense.
1: It used to be called Kawago, right? Yeah. And then for, even worse. for copyright reasons or something like this, we <laughs> needed to switch
0: to a new name. Kawago? Yeah. Like, who has the copyright on Kawago? What What even is that?
2: Uh, a small business from Berlin, I guess. I'm not sure okay. exactly who it is, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, being based in Berlin, you can't really afford to, like, if you were in Australia, you'd just be like, whatever. But like, <laughs> like, They're right next door, right? They might come and throw rocks at you.
1: It wasn't worth the fight for us, I guess, at that point, because the product was still pretty small. It wasn't even part of the official Camunda stack yet. Um, now that it is, it may make sense to rethink the name, I guess, because um, all our other products, or most of the other products, are called differently. We have Optimize, we have Operate, and then we have a Wemo, which That doesn't go in that
0: line. Doesn't quite fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. Yeah. And so tell me about the IoT thing, because you guys are obviously you work at Commando, you work at, in Workflow and then you're like the IoT fanatics in the office by the sound things. So like what kind of home automation IoT things have you got set up at home?
1: I think we're both passionate about it because it's <laughs> like a nerdy thing and a nice hobby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I for myself, I've build my smart home myself using a Raspberry Pi Node Red some uh, sensors some actors um, that communicate over Z-Wave so when I uh, come home from work for instance and I open my door the light automatically turns on it's like living in a fridge uh, in a sense (laughs) Um, uh, there is also an alarm system that knows whether I'm at home or not, it um, sends me push notifications to my Apple Watch um, whenever there is movement detected while I'm not there, or the door opens, but it shouldn't.
0: Has it ever happened?
1: It just happened like last <clears throat> week, and I was freaking out for a second, but turned out it was only my robot vacuum cleaner that um, was causing some <laughs> movement.
0: <laughs> Lucky you don't have it hooked up to the lasers, huh?
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah.
0: Robot Vacuum Cleaner, okay. (laughs) Is that IoT enabled as well?
1: Uh, It is in a way, so you can trigger it with uh, Alexa, for instance. Um, I haven't found a use case to hook it into my Node-RED application yet, but maybe that's that's something I could think about. Like, the system already knows when I'm leaving my home and that could automatically start the Vacuum Cleaner, right?
0: Okay, so it doesn't vacuum it while you're there. You're like, be quiet, I'm doing something.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. And uh, how about you, Paddy? What do you got set up?
2: Yeah, at home I have um, all my lights connected to, a, um, to through a wave system called Zigbee, and it's um, um, communicating over the air, and I have several buttons at the wall which are also communicating over Node-RED, so if I push a button in the bedroom, all the lights in the living room go off, go off for example, or something like that.
0: A button? How, how retro!
2: How oh, retro, yeah. I'm not. I'm not into the Amazon Echo stuff because I'm a bit afraid of uh, sending my voice to, to the Amazon servers. and um, so I try to keep it offline. And um, it's not in the cloud. My uh, home automation system. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel a bit safer like this if it's not connected to the outside world. And uh, the newest addition is um, I connected also my tomatoes on the balcony. I, I, IOT
0: connected tomatoes. Yeah, I put a
2: sensor in the in the soil, so um, every time they need water, I get a push notification on my phone. So, because I'm really bad of taking care of plants, (laughs) Mm. and that helps me to remind. Okay, now it's time to water the plants. And um, yeah, this is only the the first mile of that project. Right, next next up will be automatic watering. I assume automate all the things. That's the goal, yeah.
0: Yeah, so what is next? Watering the tomatoes? What else?
2: <sighs> I don't know. Maybe a whole um, planting system where they, the meal is prepared automatically. I don't know. That's just uh, <coughs> actually just thinking about it. Um,
0: Steve Cooper did show a whole IoT garden. And it's got like a camera that can move across the thing and it uses computer vision. You can watch it online and it waters the plants. It can even plant the seeds and everything. Ah,
2: that's Great. next level.
0: <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like a 3D printer for plants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think it's an
1: open source hardware project, right? Um, I think I read about this once.
0: Right on. Yeah.
1: There's many people implementing this and it's getting better and better. And what's
0: next for your home automation? I don't know. I, I'm
1: c- currently running out of ideas. So my brother, he, he bought a house, and he needs some help setting up his system there. It's in the middle of nowhere, and he wants to have some security system installed without having to buy um, or to spend a fortune. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing around with uh, some cameras, like um, low-fidelity or low-price cameras, um, but still... Uh, tapping into the um, real-time streaming protocol stream uh, and then detecting movements automatically maybe some machine learning algorithms on top that can tell like uh, a part whether there is a cat or a human being in the picture approaching the house and then doing some smart things on top of that
0: and then the lasers
1: and then the lasers and the shooting devices yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> the obvious next step <laughs> and so now that you've got the Node-RED um, nodes for ZB and there's come the cloud so you don't have to stand up any infrastructure for it, what, do you, what are your plans for that? Do you have any ideas on things you're going to do with it?
2: That's a good question. So I'm not sure about a good use case, but I thought of uh, something like um, hardware workers because in the ZB nodes I created, there's um, this task worker node, which is um, polling for tasks coming from, from ZB. And... Um, I don't know, you can maybe connect some, some light bulbs or some sensors and um, have a Node-RED installation on a Raspberry Pi, which is one of these um, affordable little computers. Mm. And, um, yeah, then you can do a lot of stuff. It's pretty universal. That's the good thing about it. But um, I'm not sure yet in which direction it goes So because so much things are possible with it. Um, and that's also what I like it, but... Um, hoping to see someone who implements something useful Mm -hmm. with it. That would be very nice. That would be the next great thing to see,
1: right? What people do with that powerful stuff. I mean, being able to connect both worlds, ZB and um, a a Raspberry Pi, which allows you to connect any hardware device, um, is pretty powerful. So, I don't know, I can see like a factory being uh, orchestrate, orchestrated by a workflow powered by Z B. Mm. and then whenever there is a, a critical failure, for instance, you wanna notify the staff on the plant um with by by visual indication through a red light flashing or something like this. It's pretty easy to and cheap to accomplish this with uh not red, right?
0: <clears throat> right, like if all if the fire alarms go off, unlock all the doors, you know, send an email notification, SMS, like you could build workflows like that, couldn't yeah.
2: you? Easily what I like about um, Node-RED is that it's pretty easy and you are able to do rapid prototyping very quickly. So if you want to try out things, it's um, just connecting the dots basically and then you're ready to go. So um, I think for the prototype matter, it's, it's the right decision. So trying things out is a, is a good idea.
0: Yeah, I never did anything with Node-RED. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I had like a kind of a prejudice against it. I was like programming with pictures. What is this, the 90s? And then I was like, you know, uh, once I got into using BPM with uh, ZB, I was like, actually, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you, instead of going through this impenetrable code and having to trace the execution and, and reason in your head about what does this thing do, getting out some paper and basically drawing it yourself, you yeah. just look at it and it's right there. Yeah. But what's the, so now I'm like, okay, here's BPMN, which does that, and then you've got this Node-RED thing, like, is what's the overlap or the difference between the two of them?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, first of all, the audience is completely different. So BPMN is obviously more industry-oriented. Um, it's a, a, a standard for expressing workflows. Of course, you have some co- sort of workflows in Node-RED as well, and they are also visually connected through uh, nodes and edges, um, but... It's not BPMN based, uh, first of all. So it's not standardized. It's just uh, it has in common that it's like a connection of, of nodes and edges, um, and probably it's also intended for short lived processes. So you want to trigger something when 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 my motion sensor tr- uh, sees motion, then I want to switch on the lights, right? And then this use case is over, uh, as opposed to. Real workflows that are BPMN-driven, where you would have long-running processes that uh, start when an order is placed in an e-commerce system and are uh, only end- ended when um, the order is fulfilled, like the package has been delivered, which can take like uh, days or even weeks, sometimes even months.
0: Okay, so you could have your like business processes running in BPMN, and then when they hit some kind of hardware, like a, you know, you could how would you do that? Would you? Would you, would you put like a, um, a service task in a BPM diagram and then that actually triggers a Node-RED flow? Is that how that would work?
1: For instance, yeah. That's how you could do it.
0: So the Node-RED would actually orchestrate the hardware down on the hardware level at mm-hmm. the, the executor?
1: hmm Okay. So once you have um, like used the, the, no, the ZB nodes that Patty wrote uh, in Node-RED, you can place them anywhere on the canvas and they will basically take control once a certain event is um, fired in uh, in ZB. and that could be for instance a service uh, task that where the process is currently pending so this service task needs to be completed and you can then basically complete it within your flow of not red
0: and uh, back in the day when ipv6 was kind of first getting sort of socialized into the community it was like we're gonna have enough ip addresses for like everything to have an ip address like your phone your washing machine your fridge they're all gonna have one and um they're still saying oh we're gonna reach peak ip you know addresses and they just released a few million extra ones uh but once they do get ipv6 5G, that's the other one that they reckon is going to create like massive connectivity for many devices. Then, ZV is like the obvious thing, right? For massive streams of event streams of data to be channeling through so that you can like process it, make decisions based on it, that kind of stuff.
2: I guess so. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you you can also have a full army of Raspberry Pis which has each an IP and then have a, um, a cluster of uh, hardware workers who are triggering something or taking care of something or measuring something. And, um, yeah, there are many possibilities.
0: The old Beowulf cluster of uh, IoT devices. <laughs> used to be a meme on Slashdot. Anytime anything new would come out, it would be like, what about creating a Beowulf cluster <laughs> of them? Yeah, and so what's next for this Node-RED uh, library? Is there any, any, anything more that you got planned for it or...?
2: Um, so right now I'm on a bit on testing, so I want to make it a bit more stable. And um, right now you can um, actually use this this task worker node, but you can also do it the other way around. You can um, start a workflow instance from within Node Red. There are also nodes nodes for that available.
0: It's like your door opening right, on the on the shop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: exactly that one. Um, what else can you do? You can just just send messages or start messages. That's also possible. And uh, the next thing I have planned is um, to have a um, deploying Workflow node so that you can take uh, the BPMN file from somewhere and connect it in, uh, inside of Node-RED with this uh, ZB node mm. and then it triggers a workflow deployment if something changes or if you upload it to GitHub <clears throat> or to somewhere else. That would be the, the idea.
0: Okay, and that you've basically covered everything, right? Because that's pretty much the I.O. for ZB is like service task workers, um, publishing a message in.
1: Deploying a workflow.
0: And creating a workflow. Yeah. Yep. That's it. There's only four things. <laughs> it's pretty simple, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah, it yeah. Is,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would love to see um, the community catching up on, on these um, notes and like contributing feedback at least, maybe even code, hmm. um, and, and share what they are doing with it. That would be awesome,
0: yeah. And so, how can people get their hands on this?
1: So you can get the ZB Node Red um, package through um, Red through the App Store of Node Red, if you will. Okay, um, it's in the store, huh? Yeah, it's um, basically like allows you to add nodes to your palette. Um, so all you need to do is go to the the App Store um, and type in ZB, and you will find the uh, ZB nodes there, right there. Click
2: on Install, and you're good to go.
0: Cool, and if people want to give feedback or like ask questions, what's the best way to do that?
2: Oh, I think GitHub is a nice nice starting point. Um, so whenever something is wrong, just create an issue or put in a pull request if you are able to solve it already. Um, I think that's a, a good place to give feedback.
0: Awesome. Well, congratulations on uh, creating the next wave of uh, you know, ZV's hardware integration. <laughs> And mm-hmm. thanks for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: It was a pleasure. Thanks a Thanks lot. for having us.